There's Blake to Roy. This is for the win. Leave the gym right now. This is the Mac and Miles Show, only on 88.1 The Berg. Welcome back, Mac and Miles, here in the 88.1 The Berg studios in Ellensburg, Washington. It's been a bit cold. We are back here, though, to do another show, another podcast for you, the listeners. Like I said, we had a little bit of inclement weather here, Mac. I know you're from Seattle. How mm-hmm. do you feel about the snow? You know, I'll tell you this. My freshman year, so two years ago, when we had that major snowstorm here and the first time uh, Central has canceled school in 25 years here, and it was just such a major storm, it just it turned me into such a snow hater and a cold hater. And when that was your first year here? First year here was the storm year, the snow year. Where, the snow year, yeah. Where literally we came back from winter break and how there was like five, six feet of snow on the ground. Oh, yeah. No, I actually, it was crazy and too. I actually started mid-year. I started in January of 2017. Okay. So I got here and then a couple of weeks later, all that snow. Oh, my. That put me in some very dark places to say oh, yeah? the very least. I was not having it. <laughs> not a snow guy. I was huh? ready to pack it up and get out of here, man. Just I, like the snow is packing you oh in. Oh, <laughs> my God. I, you know... Freshmen get connection cards and they get to go do swipes and get all the food. Mm-hmm. I would literally, when I was going to class, go buy a loaf of bread from the C store out there, and I'd go back to my room and just eat peanut butter and jellies. I wouldn't even leave my room for That's the rest it, of the huh? day. Just I just was hibernating, eating peanut butter and jellies, and playing Xbox and doing homework. Mac, and here's, I would, a, here's the important question: What's that? White or wheat? Oh, you know, white bread for the win, baby. Oh Come on man, now. you got to get the nutrients, man. You got to get the wheat. I hate wheat bread, like the seeds or whatever that's in the bread. It nah, just grosses man. me out. The I don't more like the grains, the better. Okay, Ugh. no, no, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. When it gets to be a certain amount of grains, like if you, if I'm at the store and I'm seeing like 21 grain bread, that's just too much. You know what I mean? It's a little too much. Like I, I'm good with like nine or ten or like maybe 12. Okay. But anything more than like 12, I'm not eating that. Anything more than one grain, I'm not eating it. I don't need the grains. <laughs> you want I, the enriched white, huh? Hey, I need all the protein I can get, all the what, what trans fats. You know, in you're, get, me you're, up getting a the, you're getting the protein from the peanut butter, that's for sure. You're right, sir. Mm-hmm. The, and, but, hey, are you a crunchy peanut butter guy or a smooth peanut butter or a creamy peanut butter I might get guy? some hate for this, but I'm a crunchy peanut butter oh, guy. Oh, I'm a crunchy peanut butter guy, Oh, yeah, guy okay. You're not, you're not hating. We're in the same boat. No, like crunchy it. peanut butter for the win, crunchy peanut butter all day, uh-huh, every day. Uh-huh. Too chunky, though. I mean, too crunchy, I'm not sure. Oh, I, I, love I don't it. like to see whole peanuts in it. You know, they gotta I be. I love they gotta be, to see the whole. Peanuts no, no, in they, it. they get like they gotta be like like cut up a little bit. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, I feel you. Just a little ground yeah, up. Just, just a little ground just up. Just a smooch. Just a. But I don't. I don't need no. I don't need no like you know smooth butter peanut butter kind of stuff. Yeah, the smooth. It just says you just don't really get that peanut butter it, um, flavor. Really it gets absorbed with the jelly. It sticks to your mouth too. Yeah, it does. You can't get it out. When you can do that smack it with uh-huh. your like and, the and tongue it's, gets it's, caught to the And, and you look mouth. like a dog with peanut butter in yeah. your mouth. Yeah. Not a good time. <laughs> not not mm-hmm. at all. Well, Mac, it seems to be snowing a little bit today. Hopefully it doesn't stick around because, you know, for your sake. I don't want you, uh, you know, dug up in your room eating peanut butter and jelly I do not want to go into another dark place uh-huh. again in my life no, no, after no. that snow. No. Let's get to some hoops, though. First topic today. We're talking about DeMarcus Cousins and his return to the league after- Boogie! What was it, 15 months or something? Uh, it was like a year off of that torn Achilles tendon, and that's notorious for being just a brutal injury career to come ender. back from. Ended oh, yeah. Charles Barkley's career, ended Dominique Wilkins' career. Pretty much was the 
downfall for Kobe when he tore his Achilles against Golden State. You know, he came back and had a couple of good he games. He came back, but... but he was never fully healthy after that. He was never fully the Kobe that we knew. No. Because he even in that season before he tore his Achilles, was still having a phenomenal year. Like I th- I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, he was leading the league in scoring that year and then tore his Achilles against Golden State. But we've seen a couple of players in the last couple of years, DeMarcus Cousins, like you mentioned, Kobe, Wes Matthews a couple of seasons ago with Portland tore his Achilles. And these guys are all kind of coming back. Like you said, Kobe, not to the level that he was before, but I think that might have to do a little more with age than necessarily Very true. He was like 36, 35. Yeah, he was up there in age. But we've seen guys like Matthews and now Cousins. I think, I think the verdict is still out on Cousins if he's fully come back. But we've seen these guys come back and play after these injuries. Very true. Even on the football side of things, Richard Sherman tore his Achilles his last season with the Hawks, and he came back and played this past season with the 49ers and had a – Decent year had a all right. He definitely wasn't a slouch out there for the 49ers. And he no, absolutely not. Now let's go over some stats for Boogie. In his first game back against the Clippers, 14 points, three assists, six rebounds in just 15 minutes. He's on a minutes restriction, obviously, coming off the injury. What were your impressions on that first game back, Mac? You know, the impressions it was a solid first game back. Um, what I really take away from he's definitely out of shape, as you can tell, fouled out in those mm-hmm. what what'd you say, 15 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, six fouls in 15 minutes. He's definitely out of shape. Definitely needs to get be able to slide his feet more on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, he looks fine. He really looks like he's able, like the chemistry already is there with those guys with Boogie and them. And he's gonna be a very solid addition to this Warriors already dominant lineup that they have. Absolutely, going on. he doesn't have any any problem on the offensive end. Did you see that first dunk oh, off that assist from beautiful, KD? Beautiful. That was beautiful. He cocked that thing back and threw it down. Tomahawk, two hand, two off two feet. Yeah, was beautiful. I will I say, think everybody in the arena was impressed. I will say, what has Golden State just drooling right now is just seeing. I don't think Golden State for as long as they've had their dynasty going, they have not had a screen setter like Boogie, a big, strong. Like they've had scrawny Javale McGee. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like I don't think they have. Andrew Bogut could kind of set screens, but yeah, he was see, that kind of guy. But you see Boogie. He's 6'11", 7 foot, whatever you want to call him, 270 pounds. Yep. And you you see some of the screens he set last night on the Martin Luther King games for Clay Thompson. I'm, I mean, there's one where literally the dude runs into Boogie and Boogie just like flops. But the dude, like they both like fell down and Boogie flopped. But the other dude ran into Boogie and just fell flat on his back. And that's a, another NBA. Like, that's the a screens, big man out there setting The screens, screens he's able you. to set for Durant, Curry, Clay Thompson, it opens up a whole new side of the game for his other teammates out there. Absolutely. And then the second game against the other L.A. team, the LeBrons, the Lakers, eight points, five assists, nine rebounds in 21 minutes. So he put a couple more minutes. We saw him score a little less, but we saw him do a little more of other things too as well, like assisting and grabbing a couple more rebounds. Very true. He was also 2-9 and nine that game. Not very good shooting the ball. Mm-hmm. He didn't foul out. That was a good sign. <laughs> yeah. But he got he got a couple more rebounds, a lot more assists. I mean, when you're getting five or more assists as a big man, I said it in the last last week's episode, I mean, that's like averaging 10 assists or getting 10 assists as a point guard. So that's great to see that he's get out there getting assists. You know, Boogie Cousins, he's been a 20-10 and 10 guy his whole career. He has. I expect him to get up, be in that 8 to 12 rebound range coming from this point forward. And, you know, I just, once again, he's really implementing himself into the offense in ways like, it's not awkward out there. It just seems like he just fits right in with those guys. It's like the Sandlot. He just comes in, Smalls comes in, fits right in sort of, you know. And he's not killing him, you know. And he's not killing him. <laughs> he's not killing him so like there, Smalls. So there you go. So the Warriors have won eight straight in a row, only two with Cousins, obviously. So this is just a case, to me, it's it's the rich getting richer. They already won six straight. Cousins comes back. They won the two with him. They've won eight straight now. Obviously, they've won three out of the last 
you know, four titles. The rich keep getting richer here. And here's something else to go along. Everyone knows Golden State as this three-point shooting holiness team with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. You could say they're the two best shooters of all time to ever touch a basketball or be in the NBA. So get this, Miles. DeMarcus Cousins, the past four seasons, has shot 35% from three or above the past four seasons as a big man. Wow. And he wanted, he claimed he wanted to be the third splash brother a couple years ago at yeah. Team USA, and it looks like... His wish be, came true. He will be that third splash His brother. His wish sh- came true. Shooting over 35% the past four seasons That's from crazy. the three-point line. For that man as a that big size. Man. For a man that size, exactly. And on top of that, he can dribble... He can, as I said, space the floor, set good screens. I think he's the closest thing to Hakeem Olajuwon in modern-day basketball. Now, Mac, I want to bring up a, a, something I was thinking about before the show here. And with, with, with what Steve Kerr has said about DeMarcus is on a one-year deal and he knows he's only going to be here for one year, what if this works out so well? At, does, it, does it work out so well? Does it get to a point where someone like Draymond becomes expendable? You know, Draymond right now, after that Kevin Durant dilemma earlier in November, he has been expendable. He's been under a microscope in that organization, I feel like. And he's been shooting horribly. He hasn't been playing as good as defense lately. And Boogie Cousins, he he provides more room protection than Draymond, obviously. He's like six inches taller than him. Better rebounder than Draymond. About the same level of passer. I mean, Draymond last year before he got hurt was averaging five assists. Draymond last year, like seven assists. Right. Draymond, uh, Boogie's a better screen screen setter. He's more athletic. He's a more accomplished player. He's obviously the more talented player. I think if I'm Golden State, I'm looking at getting rid of Draymond and keeping Boogie out there. I mean, you have Draymond for your defense, but yet you have Kevin Durant, who's arguably a first-team, second-team, all-NBA defensive team. Same with Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson might be a first-team, all-NBA defense. And Boogie Cousin, he's a great He's a great defender too. He goes up and attacks the, attacks the driver on the. Ugh, I can't talk right now. Attacks the driver on the way to the hoop. Really can alter and block shots. Mm-hmm. And Draymond, he just does a lot more on the defensive side of the ball and offensive side of the ball. Draymond, than Draymond Green does. to me is like that glue guy. He holds the whole defense together and he forces them to play team defense, which is what makes them so effective defensively. But you brought up some good points. He is just. He can act in that same role. He can he can protect the rim. He may not like play as good a team defense as Draymond does, but you have guys like KD and you have guys like Dray, uh, Clay Thompson who can lock people down. And KD has actually gotten better as a, a rim protector in the last couple of years as well. Oh, absolutely. And then so you know the combination of all that, I think absolutely Draymond becomes expendable, especially if I think the verdict is like I said, the verdict is still out on if Boogie is like back to where he was. Oh, Boogie won't be back from where it was until next season. The Warriors got to be careful here not to just ship Draymond right out the door because you never know. Boogie could just end up being like a like a twelve and you know maybe twelve and six guy the rest of his career. You never know. That is very true. Boogie will not get back to full strength to his full superpowers until I would say probably around this time next season. I would I normally like to give it a full year of recovery, like a full year of playing, and then then your body gets used to it. And then they normally have a great season like a year later after they've fully come back from the injury. So, torn Achilles, I give it two full seasons, season and a half. I don't think we'll see prime. We'll have glimpses of prime time, Demarcus, but I don't think we'll get the full prime time, Demarcus Cousins, until next season. I don't think so either. It's gonna be tough. You gotta be patient with that injury. Very Speaking patient. Speaking of Cousins, though, number ten right now for the front court in the Western Conference All Star voting returns, four hundred and fifty thousand votes. Stay with us next. We're talking about the All-Stars. 
Welcome back into the pod. It is Mac and Miles. We are in the studios of 88 Won the Berg. Right now we're talking about some early returns. Or actually, they might be final returns. I think the voting final has returns. closed now. Yeah, yep. For the All-Star Game in Charlotte, and that is uh, the second week of February, I believe. I believe a little bit after Valentine's Day, yeah, like a couple days then. after Valentine's around Day. Around then. Anyway, we're going to go over some of the top. So leading the front court for the Eastern Conference right now, Giannis Antetokounmpo. No, Kawhi yeah, Leonard, not a surprise. Joel Embiid, those are the top three. For guards, you got Kyrie, Dwayne Wade, wow, <laughs> Kemba Walker, Ben Simmons at four. West, you got in the front court LeBron James, Luka Doncic, the rookie. Didn't expect that. Paul George, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis. Guards, you got Steph Curry, Derrick Rose up there as well. James Harden, Russ Westbrook, Clay Thompson, Dame Lillard. What are your impressions here, Mac? You know the fans. Who- they're very biased. They're, they're very, they really very, are. very, very, very biased. That's why you see the, a guy like Doncic in there. You know what I mean? Was, I mean, Doncic, you could, you could make a case you for You could make a case. But D. Rose? Yeah. I mean, he has one good comeback season. He's had some games, and now everyone's going crazy. I mean, look at it, when he was in New York with Melo and Kristaps Porzingis, he was averaging 18, 4, and 4, and no one paid attention. Shot like 43%, and no one paid attention to it. And now he's with the Timberwolves. Averaging, I, I, he's not even averaging twenty a game coming mm-hmm. off the bench, and people are just going crazy. D Rose, he's back, he's back. I mean, it's an, everyone loves a comeback story. Don't get me sure. wrong, but the fact that he's even in the but discussion the All-Star for All Star is game, not that's not the correct award to me. If you want to give D Rose a most improved or a comeback player of the year or whatever, most improved or sure. six man of the year, give it six to him. Six man, sure. I'll agree with that. Does he an All Star though? No, he's not even a top five guard in the entire Western no. Conference. And so that's kind of a joke. You know, the the fan voting is such a joke because the, the fans get to choose the starting five for, like, the leading vote-getters from the fans are the starting five. And the fact that Luka Doncic is a possibility to be a starter, be a starter in the West. Yeah. And I can think of at least three shooting guards or a point or just guards in general no. that deserve to start over yeah, in, the exactly, middle, yeah. in the West. I'm surprised a little bit about, about Dwayne Wade. That's one of those fan things again. Hey, Everybody you know in D-Wade, Miami is voting like twice it. a day or something, right? At least right? through Dwayne Wade's career, uh, yeah, he has he's earned it. He's a top. He, you know, he is exactly like the the Kobe All Star game a couple years ago, where exactly. it was his last season. He wasn't even playing that it's well. The last dance, but they were like, you know what, Kobe, you're gonna be, you're gonna play in it again. Exactly. This is Dwayne Wade's final All Star game. I hope that I really hope that he can get in, especially since he's in the East. The East doesn't really have any players anyway. Like. I would way rather see Dwayne Wade than D'Angelo Russell in the All-Star game. I'd way rather see Dwayne Wade in the All-Star game than Kemba Walker. I'd arguably way rather see Dwayne Wade in the All-Star game than Kyle Lowry in the East. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. And, you know, this might be a little bit of a hot take, but Nikolo, Nikolo Vucevic, or Vucevic, Vucevic from yeah. Orlando, I'd rather see Dwayne Wade than him, than yeah. Vucevic. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, there's a lot of players that could potentially be in the East. I know that's not going to be East because they've, Get the two captains and they pick the teams. Right, out. So they're still doing that, West. right? They are, but they just they pick the all stars from the east and the west, and then they choose the leading vote getters from the east and the west, and they become the captains. Right, and then they pick. So, so it'll be Giannis and uh, and LeBron right now, I think. LeBron LeBron did it last year with Steph Curry, so LeBron is Giannis is up at three million votes. That is insane. But anyway, LeBron is discluded from being a captain since he was a captain last year. He cannot be a captain again this year. So who's this so who will it be? The second in the front, or the second highest. Yeah, I believe the second so. highest. Well, I guess is, LeBron is, was in the East. The second last highest year. is Doncic. <laughs> Ooh, we got the twenty-year-old or nineteen-year-old wow. rookie. 
wow. possible captain here for the All Stars. Wait, is it just the highest from the West and the East, or the highest overall? Too? You know, thinking about there might be a little Alpha David or an asterisk for LeBron. He was the captain in the East last year, right. but now that he's in the West, right? Maybe they let him be a captain again. Back they could. To back. Uh, you know, I'm not sure the the nuances of the All Star uh, team captain, but that's a possibility. Mac, let me know if you, uh, this is kind of a hot take, and let me know if you agree or not. I don't think rookies should be able to make the All Star team. Really? No. Well, yes, I really believe that. Yeah. So a guy like Luka Doncic, as great as he is, I understand he's having a great season. Most likely rookie of the, rookie of the year. My vote for rookie of the year. I just. I don't think those guys should be in the All-Star game. So you're telling me, let's just say in the future, there's a rookie that comes in and averages like 23, 6, and 6. He can't be in the All-Star did you just game. Give, did you just give me Doncic's uh, scoring? No, Doncic right is now? he's 20 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Okay, close enough. Yeah. But Jordan, Jordan averages yeah, rookie yeah. 28, like 5 and 5. That's fair, yeah. Jordan's one of the best. He's greatest of all time, though. Yeah, but he wasn't the greatest of all time when he was a rookie. He couldn't even That's do true. anything besides dunk and lay it in. I think there's a place. Luka will get his shot. Don't get me wrong. He'll, he will be an all-star new, you know, numerous times throughout his career. I'm sure of it. Oh, easily. He will definitely be a multi-time think all-star. You just have to admit the rookies from, from the all-star game. Let him play in the rookie showcase game or whatever. You know the one they do against like the, the international ones. The one for the little ones. kids. The like, little boys. The, okay, it used to be the rookie sophomore game. Yeah. But now they they now it's the international that, and, like, and now it's like the international guys versus the American guys rookies. So obviously Luca would be on the international team. The international players, I mean, they probably did that because they want the Americans to be, build some confidence and beat up on the international guys. But lately. The international guys have been a lot better than the American guys. They really that, have. The script has really flipped. It used right. to be the international guys. There was like one or two that was kind of good, that kind of made you bat night. I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Who's this guy? And now it's like every other international player that's coming in the NBA is just like, Jesus, this guy is insane. And the Americans are looking at, this dude's a scrub. He should still be in college in a 3, 3 p.m. class or something. I don't even know. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, some of these guys are so young. So yeah. but, I mean, that just speaks volumes to uh, how you know global of a game basketball has become. It's very global. It's not just now. in the in the states anymore, or even in Canada, or you know, it's everywhere, it's all over the world. And plus, it's such a cheap sport to play. You know, you look at baseball; you got to buy a bat, a glove, cleats. Although, like a bat's like 150 bucks, this and that. Cleats are like 60 bucks. A glove is like 100 bucks. But you get a bas- you can make a basketball hoop. Exactly. A ball is like what five, ten bucks, fifteen exactly. bucks. And then you can play basketball in any shoes. Some of these guys who who grew up, you know, with not a lot of money, they were shooting they were shooting hoops on a milk crate tied to a pole. Exactly. That's all they had. Exactly. It's a very expendable sport to play. It doesn't cost any money to like barely any money to play it, and that's why I feel like we've really seen the globalization of basketball lately cuz just it's kind of like that soccer effect where soccer you just need to make a goal post, get a ball, bam, go and play. And now you see that with basketball, get a ball, get a hoop. Bam, go play. Yeah, and you know, internationally, the, they're just turning out players that are ready, NBA ready. Exactly. We talked about in the last pod where they're sitting there playing in professional leagues at 14, 15, 16 exactly, yeah. years old. Anyway, Miles. Mac, yeah, let's get back to the all star votes here. Any of these guys you think aren't deserving? Any, any of the guys I named? Um, D Rose and Luka Doncic, I do agree with you on that. Who else did you name? I need a refresher. Paul George, KD. I think those guys are deserving. They're very deserving. Clay Thompson, what do you think about him? 
Clay Thompson is deserving. I love yeah. I love me some Clay Thompson. Okay. You see how many three pointers you hit last night in a row? He started off the game from three, ten for ten. Dang. And finished. You know what he shot last Shooter's night? Shooter's gonna shoot. You know what Clay Thompson shot last what? night? Seventeen of twenty from the field. That's crazy. That's crazy. Telling me he doesn't. Deserve, I know you're a fan of D Book. He's tenth in the West. I'm a big fan of D Book. I was looking at his stats you before he, we did this podcast. You think he's able to make it as a reserve? I think he deserves it. He's averaging like 23 a game off like 46% shooting and like almost 40% three-point shooting. Right. But the problem is we all know the mediocre team in the West. So, Matt, so give, me your, the Suns. give me your starting five for, for the West. My starting five coming out the West is Steph Curry mm-hmm. and James Harden at the guards. Yeah, front and court. And then you know they don't – for the front court – I don't have to have a center because they don't. It's not the All Pro team. Right. Just give me, team. give me three guys. I got yeah. PG, Paul George. Uh huh. I got Kevin Durant. Yeah. I got Braun. Those, yeah, that's that my starting right. five for the West. Okay. So who you got? Who's your second unit then? My second unit, my reserves. I got Jokic from Denver, Nikola okay. Jokic. Yeah. I got Anthony Davis, Westbrook, Dame Lillard, Clay Tomp, and then. Who's your last two? Those are two wild cards. You know what I mean. My two wild cards. I've. At the 11 and 12 I have D-Book. Slot. I have D-Book, and then I'm going to let you decide for me on this one. Carl Towns or LaMarcus Aldridge? Ooh. It was tough. I don't know. That is tough. I kind of want to go LaMarcus Aldridge just because his team has the better record, and he had that 56-point game against OKC He has a been consistent for years. You're right. And he's just he's just an OG baller, and he's just he is, he is. He's a lot better than Carl Towns who just folds. And I like those picks. Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I wasn't big on the Carl Towns all-star nod last year. Yeah, I wasn't. And, and I'm all. like. Yeah, and I'm still not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just not, not sold on Carl game. Towns. You see what's you see? Coach Calipari comes out the other day and said Jimmy Butler used to bully Carl Towns in Minnesota. <laughs> you see that poor uh-uh. Carl Towns. Oh man, he wants to sit there and stream video games till like four in the morning on a game night. That's and then no. Jimmy Butler calls him out about it. Like you gotta be professional, obviously. man. Yeah, be a professional. Go to bed at a reasonable hour. Yeah. Like. At least go to bed at like one thirty at the latest. Mac, I think you know that, and you're a, you're a yeah, college student, okay? Exactly. You yeah. would never catch me up past two o'clock anyway. Before any, I have a nine a.m. in the morning. You don't see me going to bed no. three or four no. in the morning because no. you know pro athletes they got to wake up. Are you trying to like, kill yourself? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. If they have a if pro athletes have a six o'clock, seven o'clock game, they're at the arena probably by one or two. I'd assume getting that. Yeah, I think getting like that massage work, that stretch work, hours maybe in. a walk through, you know, a pregame walk through shoot around, this and that. So, you know, the fact that Carl Anthony Towns is up till 4 in the morning streaming video games on Twitch is just a joke and very unprofessional. It really is. You should be a lot more focused on your game, especially after what Golden State did to you guys a lot, especially you last year in the first round of the playoffs. Anyways. Get to the East, Mac. What do you got? I was about to transition right to the East. (laughs) You're starting five for the East. My starting five, Kyrie Irving. I think he's the best guard in the entire Eastern Conference. So, obviously – He's my point guard. At the two guard, I have my man's out of Washington, Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal, huh? Since John Wall went down three weeks ago, you know this man's averaging 30 points a game. Wow. He's shooting like 53% from the field and like 40% from three since John Wall has been out. And guess what? Remember we were talking about how Washington is such a dumpster fire? And they were just so oh, yeah, we slow. Were saying that. Yeah. You know what the record is right now? What? They're twenty and twenty-six. Yeah, I mean, they're that, making a comeback. That gets you seventh in the East. They're making a comeback right mm-hmm. now. For what they they started like what? Like two. Isn't that crazy? They go they go, John Wall, you're out for the season. And then they start playing better. Yep, exactly. Is I, there think, a correlation we, I there? think we figured out who Washington needs to trade. Yeah, exactly. 
And then I got in the front court Giannis, obviously. Yep. And I got Kawhi the claw. Yeah. And I got Embiid as the big Embiid. man. Okay, so who's your who's your second unit? My second unit, I know I was talking about D Wade, but he's not in it. So there's a spoiler there. Kyle Lowry, Ben Simmons, Nikolai Vucevic, Victor Oladipo, Blake Gr- Blake Griffin, Kemba Walker, and D'Angelo Russell. That's my reserves. Vucevic, huh? Vucevic, yes, sir. Go look at it. Go look at his stats. He's playing well. He, he doesn't get he it. doesn't get a lot of attention down there in Orlando. Well, you got to be good to get attention. So. You do, you do. He doesn't and get much of it. Aaron Gordon gets all the attention anyways, just because he's a poor man's Blake Griffin and can dunk and do some flashy stuff from time to time and hit a three ball. But Vucevic, he's old school, you know, mid range game, step back, give you hit a couple threes too when you sag off of him, and then he, he's just an old school big man, you know. Kind of. I like that pick, but ultimately I think someone like Jimmy gets on there, you know. You know, Jimmy Butler does not Maybe deserve in the 11 or 12 to be slot, an all-star. Jimmy Butler does not deserve to uh-huh. be an all-star. You can't be a cancer all season. You can't. Oh, don't forget about Vic Oladipo either. I put him in there. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, I put Oladipo in there. But Jimmy Butler, he got traded to the East. He's, aver- he's averaging like 19 points a game. You don't see any positive stories about him. All you see is him complaining, and that's about it, and just beefing with teammates. So I don't have him in there. I don't think he deserves to be an all-star. That's me personally. Those are my reserves and my starters for the East, and that's all I got for the All Stars. What about you? You got anything to add? I think those are all solid picks. Oh. I would like to see. I, I I'll go back to it again. I don't think Doncic should be in there, and I don't think you listed him, which, which I did I not. I listed D book. I appreciate that. D book is a little bit of a stretch, but he's a solid shooter. At least he, I think he's more deserving than Doncic. Yeah, you could argue that. Yeah. Yeah, and Devin Booker's only like 21, 22 years old, and he's been in the league for now like four years now, think, three no. years. He's like 23, 24, I think. No, he's the youngest. I think he, I don't know. All, everyone on Phoenix is young. But. He's super, but, but what's it called? D-Buck's super young. He got he came into the league at 18 years old because he was like. Oh, yeah. A, oh, he's a freshman. He like, I don't know. Like He like skipped a grade or something, but he was like a year behind at Kentucky. So when he was playing at Kentucky, he was like only like 17 years old. I tell you what, if uh, Dame Lillard gets snubbed again, I'm not going to be happy about it. Ooh, I, you know, the guy's I have, a top 10 talent in the league right yeah, now. Yeah, Damian Lillard, he definitely deserves it. I have him on my as a reserve, so I definitely ha- hope Dame Lillard makes it. He's definitely one of my more favorite players to watch in the NBA. Absolutely. Especially on a nightly basis. At any given time, he can go for 50 points, 40 points. Oh, yeah. And he's just an animal. When he catches fire, it's almost just like it's a it's loud points. You know, it Sometimes is, you watch is. James Harden, he's just and he's like, he kind of rocks really you to sleep, had, and he, he's getting yeah, free this, throws because he's going to the line a lot. I'm saying, like, this dude has 30 points, but then Damian Lillard's like... Damian Lillard explodes for, like, 15 and yeah, a quarter, you know? Yeah, it'll seem like he has, like, 70 points, but he only has, like, 50 points, you know? It's just right. like... Yeah, <laughs> only it's one 50. Of those things. He hasn't had a 50 yet this season, but I'm looking forward to it when yeah, I does. guarantee you he's going to get one this year. Oh, yeah. All right. You know what? You know what we get to transition into next segment? What's that? The best segment of them all. Uh-huh. One of my personal favorites. It's yeah. making the debut. It got scratched in our episode two, so you guys haven't gotten to see it yet. It's it. hot yeah. takes We're giving and some pancakes. Hot, exactly. Hot takes and hot cakes. Stay with us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mac and Miles show. Up next, coming up right now, is one of my personal favorite segments that we have. We haven't debuted it yet for you guys. It's called Hot Takes and Hot Cakes. Where are my flapjacks? And we got Basically, some pancakes right now. We got some delicious pancakes up in the studio right now with some delicious warm maple syrup just sizzling on those cakes. <laughs> and what we do what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a mouthful, a bite full of pancakes, shove it in our mouths, 
are we going to be giving you guys some hot takes of some potentially they could happen in the NBA. Could happen. Could happen. You, you never know. A hot take doesn't but have to be necessarily take. sensible, right? So that's why that's where we get it. Our hot take mm-hmm. with our hot cake in our mouth, baby. Miles, take you a bite of your delicious pancake right now that you got in front of you, and let's hear your hot take, baby. All right. It's delicious, by the way. I'm mm. going to start it off. This is going to be a hot take for you, Mac. The San Antonio Spurs okay. will miss the playoffs this season for the first time since they drafted Tim Duncan in 1997. You know how old I was in 1997, Miles? Um, I'd just been born in 1997. I was two. I was two. Man, October of 97. All right. Let me, let me hit you with some, with some stats, though, real quick. Hit me with some knowledge, please. Mm-hmm. Educate me and our viewers. Spurs got 34 games left. 18 on the road. That's tough. 16 at home. Okay. Yeah, the Spurs are good at home. Don't get me wrong. But of those 34 games, 16 come against Western Conference playoff contenders. And the Spurs have a seven-game road trip in February. In February, seven games. That is going to be the deciding factor to me. If the Spurs don't win four, even three of those games, Say they go two and five, one and six on that road trip. I think they find themselves on the outside looking in come end of the season. I just think Popovich is such a great coach. He's like the Belichick, never bet against him. And I think he's going to have his guys ready on that road trip. I think he already knows the importance of this upcoming road trip. Mm-hmm. And he's going to drill it into their, his players' minds. They're going to pull themselves up by the bootstraps. And I think they might go five and two on this road trip. You know, I who do, they, do you know who they play on the road trip, by the way, Miles? Yeah. yeah. So, um, Let's hear it, and I'll be the judge of if they're going to make the playoffs or not based on who they play. Starts with Sacramento. No okay. slouch. That's not a slouch. It's not a Mm-mm. sleeper team anymore. Then they go to Golden State. Okay, that might. That's, go to that's Portland. A, okay. Go to Utah. Utah, that's winnable. So they're, they can go 2-2 two and two right now. I don't see them beating, who is it, Golden State and Portland. I see them dropping those two games. I can see them beating Sacramento and Utah, though. So then two to two. Memphis. That's easy. That's, then they close it out with Toronto. That's New tough. York and Brooklyn, three and two. They can easily go five and two, four and three on you that think road so? trip. They can beat Who are they New gonna York. Who they going to lose to? Golden State and Portland. Golden State, Portland, and Toronto. So they're going to go four and three. They're going to beat Utah. They're going to beat Sacramento. Mm. They're easily going to beat New York, and they're going to beat Brooklyn. I see them easily dropping one of those games, Sacramento or Utah. Are you for real? I can. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just. I just still am not fully sold on you. Last year, I know they had the big second half or new mm-hmm. year, new me turnaround. <laughs> I'm just not feeling it this year from them. Yeah. Don't forget about Memphis. When teams go into the grindhouse, they get kind of battered around. You know, Memphis, I've counted them out. I've thrown them astray. I no longer even look at them as a as competition in the West. They're the second worst team in the West in front of Phoenix. And the only thing Memphis has looking forward to is Jaron Jackson Jr. or Triple J, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a WWE name, Triple, Triple H, G. Triple J. So that's a, the only positive for Memphis right now is they got Jaron Jackson, and they might be able to get rid of Mark Gasol or Mike Con- Mike Conley, but they got to make some moves out in Memphis. Absolutely. They are they can't win with them. Can't well, win Mac, with that roster. That is my hot take. I think they're going to miss the playoffs for the first time in 21 years. What do you got? Those pancakes are really hot, though, Miles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let me take a bite of my delicious, delicious pancake, ladies and gentlemen. Hot bite, hot take coming up. Mm. All right, we all know Houston has been on a tear lately mm-hmm. for the past like month and a half. CP3 has played like 
10, 15 games this year, it feels like. They just paid CP3 a boatload of money for the next four years. The guy can't dodge the injury bug. That dude's been hurt. So here's my hot take, ladies and gentlemen, as I take another bite of my hot cake. The Rockets are going to try to move CP3 for some quality players and maybe a little bit on the upside of quantity players just for, like, more depth. They got Capella. He's like a Steven Adams. He's like a borderline. He's a fringe star in the league. The Rockets have proven they can win without CP3, and they've proven that they can compete with just James Harden, who, in all honesty, is really coming after this season. Might be considered the second best shooting guard of all time behind the one and only Michael Jordan. So my hot take to wrap it up for you guys. Big bite. Is the Rockets? <laughs> I have another bite. Me this pancakes, man is pounding the pancakes, pancakes right now. So you should good. see it. I'm so hungry. I haven't <laughs> eaten since like nine this morning. The Rockets are going to try to move CP3 out of Houston and his ginormous unnecessary contract elsewhere, and they're going to bring in some quality depth players that can provide excellent 3 and D ball games, and a 3 and D player, I think we all know what that is, a player that can shoot the 3, and then D up on the other end on the defensive side of the ball. Mac, that's a hot take. And they're just going to go and ride James Harden's hot hand for as far as it can take him. As far as it can take him. And there's my hot, there's my there's hot take. There's your hot take. That is going to wrap up the segment. Mac looks like he's enjoying these pancakes oh, right now. Oh, I'm loving them. You can never go wrong. You can't. You with really some can't. cakes. With you some really hot can't. cakes, baby. All Coming right. up next, we're going to talk about that guy Mac just mentioned, that other guy in the Rockets, the one that shouldn't be traded, Harden. Welcome back to the pod. It's Mac and Miles. Right now we're talking to some James Harden and his greatness. And it's tough for me to say, Mac, because I'm not the biggest fan of James Harden, but real got to recognize real, right? Real always You got to recognize real. the game. And this guy's been balling out as of late. His last five games, let me tell you his points. 37, 45, 58, 57, 35. Just slight numbers, slight scoring numbers right there. Slight work. Very slight. <laughs> slight flex. Anyway, 20 straight games for Harden of 30 or more points right now. Six 40-plus point games this season alone. He's averaging 36 points, eight rebounds, and six assists on the season. Well, let my me bad, tell my you, mistake. Eight assists, six rebounds the other way. You want to know a fun fact, Miles? What's that? So currently, he's averaging 35.7 points per game. You want to know who the last person to do that in the NBA and what the date was? Kobe. Last, oh, well, I guess you got the person right. Kobe Bryant was the last person to average 35 in a season. Mm-hmm. You know when that year was? Uh, 2006. I was going to say 07. 13 years ago. That would make me seven years old. The last time someone averaged 35 points per game. And by the way, Kobe Bryant in his 35 point per game season in 2006, he had 35 points off of 27 shots per game, 10 free throws attempted per game on average, and he shot 45% from the field and 35% from three. And to top it off, averaged 5.3 rebounds a game and four and a half assists per game. James Harden, on the other hand, Miles, mm-hmm. 
35.7 points per game currently off of 23 shots a game. How many was Kobe taking? Kobe was taking 27 shots. Four more, okay. 12 free throws per game. Harden is shooting 44%, so 1% less than Kobe did. 38% from the three, so 3% better from than Kobe from the three. Eight assists per game and six and a half rebounds per game. So a full rebound better than Kobe. Three, I guess if you want to round up for the whatever eight minus four and a half is, which is what, three? Three and a half, somewhere in there? I don't yeah. know. I'm not a math major. Not so anyway, we'll just say three assists better than Kobe. So he's been in his 35 point per game season, James Harden has basically kicked Kobe in the butt. And he has taken four less shots than him. More efficient per game, yeah, a lot right. more efficient. And then also, Michael Jordan, in 1987 and 1988, also averaged 35 points per game in a season. Miles, and you know, in '87, he shot 28 field goals per, or had 28 One more shots than Kobe. per game. And then in the second season, in '88, 24 field goals per game. And both of those seasons shot under. 20% from three because you know the three ball wasn't it, it wasn't, wasn't as what it was no. today and he shot 48% from the field in 87 53% from the field in 88 that's impressive and he just he took around 12 free throws a game in both about seasons, the same as Harden yeah and five and a half rebounds and 4.6 assists and six assists in those respective seasons so Harden has more rebounds than both Jordan and Kobe in their 35 points point game seasons. More assists, and he shot the worst field goal percentage, but also shot the best three-point percentage and free throw percentage. Harden's up at like 85% on the season. So I thought that was pretty impressive. Harden was probably, he might be the first ever player. We have, You can fact check me if you guys want. He might be the first player to have a 1,000 like a thousand three pointers made in a season, and like a thousand eight. in a season. Yeah, he's pushing a no thousand. No way. What's it called? No, the record is like four fifty by Steph. Oh, not a thousand. A thousand free th- field goals. Field goals in a oh, season. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, free field goals. Yeah. Field goals in a season and like eight hundred free throws attempted. Like seven hundred free throws attempted. He's pushing that right that's, now. He's averaging crazy. twelve free throws a game, and if he keeps that up, let's. Do twelve times eighty-two for a guy though that he's really. I mean, I'm not gonna say that he's our, their only option, but he has the ball in his hands so much, and for such a capable scorer, that's what you expect. Those are the numbers you expect. Exactly. I mean, he's really put this team on his back. They start out out of the gate so so slow, and oh, he yeah. and he really just said, you know what? I'm tired of hearing this slander on my name, on these on the, my organization's name, and I'm just gonna come out here and ball. I'm going to take as many shots as needed. I'm going to go Kobe 06. I'm going to go Kobe throughout his entire career, and I'm just going to ball. I'm better than you. I'm nastier than you. You can't guard me, and you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a step-back three-pointer, and you still can't guard it. You, you still can't do anything about mentality. it. mentality, yeah. And anyway, James Harden, if he keeps averaging 12 free throws a What's game. What's he on pace for? 984 Ooh. free throws. That's a lot. That's a lot of time at the charity stripe. A lot of time at the charity stripe. <laughs> Too much time. Too much time at the charity stripe. <laughs> a lot. And for a guy that draws fouls as well as he does. And you know, a lot you, of... You, as, and again, you just expect these kind of numbers. Exactly. But you know what's so crazy, Miles? A lot of the time when someone wins MVP, they normally don't follow it up the next year 
Like normally when you win MVP, that's your ceiling. Like that's where the best you're gonna be right. in your entire career. Do you think he wins MVP this, again this year? This dude James Harden has stepped it up again. Yeah. Yes, he is hands down. I said yeah. I've at the beginning of the year I, I still predicted think it's Giannis, Giannis, man. And I think you know why? Because the Rockets are sitting here at twenty six and twenty. Hey, a lot of season left. There is a lot of season left, and you know I think if Harden, if he puts up thirty five points per game, and the Rockets nab the fourth or the third seed from either OKC or Portland, then you're, he's really – it's really hard not to give it to someone averaging borderline 36 points per game, eight assists per game, and six and a half rebounds per game. I mean – It is. It is. But you got Giannis over here in the Bucks, who are number one or number two in the East right now. In the weak East? just have East, a killer record. I just like – you know, I think Harden's really just came Bucks out. Bucks are number one, 34 and 12 in the East. Hey, what is Giannis doing that's historic? He's not making history over in Milwaukee. I'm sure you can find some kind of stat of his that's historic, though. Like what? Most dunks in a game? <laughs> most freaky? Best <laughs> best NBA player to not be able to shoot a jump shot outside of like 15 feet? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. He's improved his shooting. But I think just what, what he's doing and the Bucks as a team and, you know, new coach and Budenholzer. Like, you know what? You, you said something very key right there. What's that? What they're doing as a team. Who does James Harden have on his team? That's true. He's carrying he a whole really bunch of bums anybody. on his back right now. He's got Capella, and that's about it. Capella's out. Is he? Yeah, he's out. Chris Paul's out. They just got Eric Gordon back like last night or like two games ago. So we got that. So James Harden's been basically carrying a whole bunch of no names, a whole bunch of minimum contract bums on his back to a winning record in the Western Conference, which as we all know, the Western Conference is basically basic training like the – training camp what's like the last boot camp yeah it's basically like boot camp when they go through the what's it called barbed what's wires it called? like the barbed wires and stuff what are those like things? in the mud or whatever yeah when they what are like what's like the name for that i don't know like the jungle gym the i don't, I don't think so Ugh. i don't know that's I'm a good question words that's a good question but anyway basically just taking them through hell and high water right now and Coming out on top most nights. Where do you think the Rockets end up, Mac? I think they're going to end up in the fourth or the third seed. They're in fifth right now. Yeah, they can get the fourth As or the playoff third seed. standing sit right now, you'd have another Portland-Houston matchup at 4-5. Oh, that's fun. That'll be I really fun. I would like fun. to see that. I would like to see that. I would like to see it, too. I'd, I'd be curious to see because, you know, that I think they match up very well they really with do. each other. They do. That'd be an exciting series. Yes, it would. Maybe would it be as exciting as the series when Dame Lillard hit that game six game winner? Uh, I don't know. That's Dwight tough. Howard was that's a tough. Rocket. That that that's an unbeatable. You know, that's that's pretty high up on the list for me. What was that like a Blazer? Like that was like the peak Blazer fan. You know, in the last right like 15 years, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really I definitely has would been. agree with you there. It really has been. Well, Miles, I think what else? I think that's gonna rack up, rack up. I think it's gonna wrap know, up James Harden. The I James think Harden he, talk. MVP yeah. James Harden. I mean, you compare him to Kobe and MJ in their 35-point-per-game seasons. and James He's Harden, doing some great things right James now. James Harden might have the best 35-point. I tell you what, though. I don't, I don't think he's MVP unless he ascends the Rockets, lifts the Rockets off and to the moon, you know? They've I played 46 they, games. They've played 46 they games. They've got to play 82. He's got, a lo- he's got a lot of games left. If they end up somewhere in the top three or four, you, you could you could argue MVP. Definitely argue. All righty. We're going to close out the show with some picks. Stay with us.
Welcome back into the pod. It's Mac and Miles. We're in the studios of 88 One The Word. We're about to close the show out with some picks. Mac, who'd you have last week and were you successful? I was not successful last week. Once again, I follow 0 4 in my 0 picks 4, the really? on the year. 0 and 4. Last, it was a heartbreaking week for me in picks of the litter. I had, I had Minnesota over Phoenix. And you know what happened? Minnesota goes ahead. D Rose, who we talked about earlier, hits a game winner. And they win, what they win by? 137 to 135 in regulation on Jeez. a D-Rose game winner. D-Rose game winner. And then I had the Lakers, the young LeBronless Lakers, beating yeah. Houston. Houston ends up beating the Lakers by four, 138 to 134 in overtime. Mac, 0-4 oh, now? And now heartbreak, two heartbreaking losses last week on my picks of the litter. And I fall to 0 and 4 0 on the four. year. You got to get the, the answer to the pants, man. What's going on? I don't know. I got to get the monkey off my back and exactly. get it down. But you know what? Let me... After you explain, yeah. I got some great new picks. Okay, and okay. I, think I'm, I'm I hope you're more successful. Win. Right now, I'm 3 and 1. I went 1 and 1 last week. I picked the Pelicans to go into Portland and upset my own Blazers. I was wrong. Portland beat them handily 128 112. Good win for them. Good win. Shocking. They finally were able to beat Anthony I Davis know, right? and do something. <laughs> Julius Randle, your uh, unsung hero, had a good game, too. Ooh. My other pick, OKC over Philly. I was successful on that one. OKC did go in there. Paul George had a great fourth quarter, closed the game out for them, and they won on Saturday evening, 117-115 in Philly. Such a beautiful game. I know you saw that Paul George wing three right there, just contested, people closing out on him, and he just splashed it right so, in Jimmy Butler's face. One and one last week for me. I have fallen from the undefeated seats, I'm now three and one. I finally got all one good wrong. things must come to an end. Miles, they must, they must. Mac, who you got for this week, though? This week, I hate to do it to my squad. I really, really, it pains me to say this, you guys, but I'm so, so desperate to get a win here in picks of the litter. I'm choosing the Pelicans over OKC Thursday the 24th, just because I feel like. Whenever OKC in New Orleans plays, Anthony Davis always has like one of his top three games of the season and just derails OKC. I feel like every time that hap- that happens, all the time. Even a couple years ago when Kevin Durant was still on was still on the team. Like I think it was like the Yeah, that was his last season in OKC. In February, Anthony Davis has like a half court game winner and had like forty points on top of that. And I feel like New Orleans, Anthony Davis just has OKC's number. Not a good matchup, huh? And then my second pick for this week, Sunday the 27th, I have the young, feisty, up-and-coming, soon-to-be eighth seed, Sacramento Kings beating the falling very fast out of the playoff race, Los Angeles Clippers. I don't see the Clippers. They have been on a cold streak this past three weeks, four weeks. I don't trust them anymore. They're not playing with as much urgency or as much ball movement. And I see the Kings are hungry. They sense that blood in the water with LeBron being out for the Lakers. They're one game behind the Lakers for that eighth seed. And I think this week the Kings are going to take it over. They're going to go hungry. I got Kings over Clippers Sunday the 27th. I like those picks, Mac. Thank you. I hopefully, hope you're more successful this time. Hopefully they give me some time. dubs. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. My first, actually, both of my games are on the 27th. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. The first one being... Phoenix at the Lakers. We talked uh, last pod a little bit about how far the Lakers, we thought they were going to slide without LeBron here. 
being out and, and now they and we, we kind of laughed too. we kind of laughed at oh they're gonna beat phoenix come on mm-hmm. none of these games are gimmies though and so that's why i'm picking phoenix to go into la and beat the lakers Bron's still out lonzo's out and rondo will be out rondo is supposed to make his return on thursday actually i believe i was just reading something about it earlier today according to the injury report posted today Lonzo He's still out. out. Yeah, yeah, Lonzo's out. Rondo's in Thursday. Second game, Mac, I got to go. I took your OKC Thunder last week. I'm going to go against them this week. The East leading number one seed Bucks are going to go into OKC and beat them on the 27th. Get this, Milwaukee 8-2 and two in the last 10, and they're 6-2 and two on the road against the West. That's what you got to do to be an elite team. You do. In all honesty. And there's a reason why Milwaukee's number one right now, and I think that's it. And I will say, Among other OKC, things, especially Westbrook, really struggles with length on the perimeter. And they put Chris Middleton on All of Milwaukee, on. their whole starting five is long and lanky. Literally, Eric Bledsoe is their shortest player, as I've said a million and one times. He's six foot one. And then everyone after Eric Bledsoe, two through it's five, like six, five up. is six, seven and up. <laughs> yeah. Have fun shooting over that. It's going to exactly. be a tough game. Exactly. I'm excited to see what Paul George. Big game for Paul George's MVP playoff hopes. If he has a big, like, 35-point outing and just goes ham and he locks Giannis up, who knows? You never know We could be seeing a spike in Paul George's MVP status. I like to win Milwaukee plays on the road, though. We've seen them go into Golden State and beat them, too, you know? We definitely have. They're not afraid of anybody. Giannis, he's second in my MVP voting right now. I don't know about your guys' MVP voting. He's a dog. He's not scared of anyone out there. And I could see it. I could see Milwaukee coming into OKC and handing them an L. I hope it doesn't happen. No, for your but, sake, no. But it's definitely going to be Man, a I great picked game. against my Portland Trailblazers last week, and I was wrong, Thank, thankfully, right? Exactly. You know, Michael yeah. Irvin has picked against the Cowboys all season long after they got Amari Cooper. True, true. It's just because, you know, it's a superstitious type of thing. So maybe, maybe I might take a page out of the Cocaine Cowboys book <laughs> and start going against OKC. Maybe they'll get that one seed. Maybe, maybe. Maybe it'll help you in picks with a litter, too. Hopefully, we'll hopefully see. I can get some dubs and take the we'll lead see. and picks to the litter. We Anyways, will review these picks next week, but that is going to close out the show for us. Sadly, all good things must come to an end. Miles, just a reminder, viewers, one last time of our picks to the litter. I got the Pelicans over the Thunder on the 24th, the Kings over the Clippers on the 27th, and Miles, you have both your games on the 27th. Yes, you have Phoenix over the Lakers and Milwaukee over OKC. All right, you guys, there you guys have it. I'm sorry it has to end. We're both sad it has to end. We'll see you guys next week. I am Miles. Thank you for listening.